what it is! How's it going everybody? Today we're going to be wrapping up our cartoon retrospectives with a retrospective of all the Disney tunes out there, all the classics that we grew up with, watching and enjoying, and we're going to talk about all the things about it. We're going to talk about the kids out there during recess. I don't have a clever one for that. We're just going to go with that for that one, alright? But we also got other ones. We got uh, girls going over to 106 in Park for a little bit. Remember that show? That was a classic. And some other stuff. But if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. Welcome to the first ones to die. My name is Jonathan. We're glad you're with us for another episode. I'm here with the wonderful, the lovely Alex and Jerome. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Both your smiles creep me out, guys. I want that to you know. I want the audience to know what I had to deal with. Uh, you, we, Jerome, after he does his introduction, smiles for about ten seconds. And then 10 seconds before uh, Jonathan's introduction, he just sits there and smile. And I have to live with that. <laughs> every week, every weekend, I have to see that. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. Nothing too exciting has happened this week, thankfully. So I've just been pretty chill. Just been watching random stuff. Thanks to our retrospect, I have fallen in love with a lot of old cartoons and found a lot of old cartoons that I've forgotten. And so it's actually been really nice and like really nostalgic. So enjoying that lately. Yeah, it's nice with streaming, especially that now we have all of the cartoons at our disposal. This is the one time streaming Whereas, has ever come in handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Whereas back in the uh, day, you had to buy the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So many or just DVDs. hope it came on on TV. Right. As we were discussing out of the PBS shows, those weren't on DVDs. Those you had to wait to like. They, you had to wait for the time and place, especially during the time time. You were like, "Let them, let them rerun my favorite episode. Let them rerun that one." So excited for that one. But uh, so it's been it's been nice trip down memory lane. Uh, how are you doing, Jerome? A bit sleepy. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm ready to go to like bed. I'm probably gonna re like re record the intro. I don't know. I'm just so. I think right it was. Now. I think it was fine. <laughs> Um, although uh, I did um, uh, it was supposed to be me and my dad but uh, he uh, he was also tired so he did not come so it was me and Ari we saw uh, John Wick 4 last night uh, Ooh, was how it? was it? Uh, it was good it was not as good as the first or second one for me um, but better than the third one I think it's just because I think there's yeah it's the fourth one so at this point like the technicals and all that stuff is rock solid. They've got it down packed. Like they know how to uh, place the cameras the right way, how to film the action. Keanu Reeves is a master at doing the choreo and the gunplay. Like, so all that stuff is there. And even the new people like Donnie Yen is the blind assassin. Fantastic. Which he's Donnie Yen's just good in whatever he does. But uh, as that specific character, they really utilize the idea that he's blind. <laughs> to his effectiveness although sometimes 
uh, he's daredevil for sure where i'm like there's no way you know that like there's no way you can just because there's there's scenes where he like he'll point his gun and and he'll be like perfectly like ah don't do that and i'm like how do you know that they're there <laughs> that you, you just hear their up on that person yeah, and you just put in a gun and I'm like yeah um also shamir anderson who plays a new character in the movie is really good too. I know also uh, Rina Sawayama. Yeah, Rina Sawayama um, is in the in the movie as well. She's fantastic. Which I didn't know that was her until after the movie was over, and I looked up um, the cast list, and I was like, "Oh, that's Rina Sawayama. Cool." And uh, she did a fantastic job, even both in her action sequences and in her acting. She just was phenomenal. She gets a really great action sequence, especially. Um, so it wasn't a thing where it's just a, a cameo of a pop star. Like she she gets to do some work and she's good at it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I think overall it's like, you know, it was pretty decent. The only issue I have is, and it's not so much Keanu Reeves' fault, it's more the fault of the character that John Wick as a character has become such a pop culture staple now that his like broken dialogue is like how he talks the whole movie is so frustrating i have you want to talk about what got the most laughs out of the entire audience the whole movie that every time he opens his mouth to say a single word even like in literally single words because the first line he has the movie is yeah like that's that's how he says it everybody cracked up because they're like oh my god like This man and this dialogue. <laughs> the only enemy the can, John Wick can't defeat is his dialogue because it's kicking his ass. <laughs> but I'm sure that that's intentional because they want, because John, like, that's become a staple now is John Wick with his, like, really stilted and stoic way of speaking. But it feels almost cartoony here compared to the other movies where he just sounds still like a character. So that was the only thing that I was like, hmm. This is holding you back because <laughs> you're the main character. It'd be one thing if you were just a side dude, like a side character, Joe Blow Nobody. You're the main character. We got to stick with you. <laughs> um, and there are also some, and I think also because John Wick, the man survived some stuff in the movie where I was just like, look here, dog. Listen, I know you're John Wick and all, but you're not, you're not God. Okay. You should be dead. <laughs> Maybe he is. There's no way. I'm like, I would rather believe that you died a long time ago and these movies are just your fever dreams that are in your head while you die from, like, blood loss because there's no way. Have you you ever seen those photos of people finding of, uh, I think it's Ian McGregor as, like, Jesus because he's in the Star Wars robes and things? And people don't notice the difference so they'll, like, have him as looking like Jesus. I'd be okay with Keanu Reeves like God looking like Keanu Reeves if they want to put him in a human form. That's beside the point. He's not God in this movie. All right. Your your fan fiction aside, he is a man. He is a regular man. Supposedly, because like just to just to give you a slight example, it's like this man got hit by a car two times and John Wick two. And I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. But only two times. And then after that, you know, he went home, took a shower, got some rest. Had a nice meal, probably, you know, got to relax. He had enough time even to put some concrete over his, like, stuff in John Wick 2 and be like, I'm done killing for the day. Like, you know, it was regular, regular day. In this, this man gets hit with cars like six or seven times and then he just, like, gets up, like, it's like, all right, well, there's that is time to go back to fighting. I'm like, no, 
You are old. I can tell by the way you walk. All right. There's no that's way the you can survive all of this abuse. And that's just cars. There are other stuff he does where I'm like, there's no way. You should be dead. At the very least, you should have limp and internal bleeding. It's actually very easy to get internal bleeding. I will agree with you on that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> very easy. But overall, though, was, still, if you enjoy John Wick, go watch John Wick 4. You'll enjoy it. It's the same. It's just a lot of the same uh, with some extra added really cool characters. So. Nice. How about you, Jonathan? How was your week? It, my week was good. It felt shorter than normal. Uh, as I was saying to Alex earlier, the rain has finally stopped in L.A. I say that now. But who knows what next week will bring. Next week's supposed to be nice, so I'm thankful for that. Um, on Tuesday, a day that it was thankfully not raining, but then it rained the next day, uh, me and some of my Stranger Things experienced castmates went to Six Flags, which was so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying, I, I saw that. I, I, mentioned, I mentioned the one in, it's actually... Wisconsin or Michigan? The one in the Midwest is called Great America Zoo. Oh, yeah. That's- yeah. <laughs> Yo. Because that's very Midwestern. You ever, like, you want to talk, like, talk about old? I bet kids today don't even know about those commercials for Six Flags. They probably don't. Yeah, with the man with mm-hmm. the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but did you have fun? Or do the it rides was- look as old as in our memories? <laughs> so it was so, it was a lot of fun. We went, you know, right now it's spring break and everything. So more people are going to things like Six Flags and other places like that. But it I don't know, maybe people are deterred from going to these types of places right now during their spring break because it's been raining so much. But thankfully, the day we went, it was nice and sunny. It was like 70 degrees. Um, And the lines weren't too long for any of the rides. Um, I... And we were, we spent like the entire day there. Um, I uh, that was my first time going to Six Flags too, so um, it it really is like the land of the roller coasters, and I enjoyed it. Um, like as a kid, I used to be intimidated by roller coasters, especially any that went in a loop. But then I went on my first loopy roller coaster, and I'm like, that was it. I wasn't. That was what I was so afraid of. Um, so now I, I, I love a good roller coaster and I've been craving going on a roller coaster, I guess, since uh, for a while. I guess, well, Universal doesn't really have like roller coaster roller coasters. Um, no, Universal is more just not like, that, like themed rides. Like it's just about like it's more about like the movies you're you're on the ride for rather than like the like know. ride itself. You know, it's more of an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they don't atmosphere. get the loops. Yeah, kind of like Disneyland in that way, where it's like you're there to experience your favorite things. You're there for the atmosphere, the experience, and the like adventure of it all, rather than the thrill of a roller coaster. Getting yeah. tossed around. I re- yeah. remember growing up, I didn't really like the roller coasters all the time, was because they used to tell me I had to take off my glasses. The glasses mm. would fall off my face. They're like you have to, so I'm like, well, no, I'm half blind. Like, I'm not going on something that's already going to be whipping me around blind. <laughs> uh, so I don't like to go on, now. I, now because I guess roller coasters aren't the way they used to be. 
I can keep my glasses on because I'm not getting tossed about. The, so if you come down here I and guess- we go to Six Flags, you're going to have to take your glasses off because the first ride that we went on, there was only like there was only three of us. Uh, and there was a group of 12 by like midday. Um, but we were like the first three had gotten there. We went on oh, this. I was or no, expecting was a darker, darker response to that. Like, <laughs> there was only three of us. Uh, but unfortunately, that like once we left, there was only two. She learned oh, a valuable no. lesson of why she should take her glasses off at the roller coaster. No. <laughs> why would they? They just left her. She was blind. She couldn't find her way to the exit. They her just eyes got taken from her on the roller coaster in some way. I don't know. This is a cautionary no, we... tale why you should take your glasses off when you go to Six Flags. <laughs> we we there was three of us two more joined for this first ride that we went on and then ultimately the group got bigger as the day progressed mm-hmm. but uh no but we didn't lose anybody <laughs> but <laughs> but uh so one of our you know friends in the group he he had been there um like a whole bunch like growing up as a kid and everything and he said, uh, I asked like, hey, my pockets, is it all right if, you know, my phone and my wallet is in my pocket? And I was wearing kind of like loose pockets. And he's like, oh, you might want to, you know, take them, keep them off. So I, I, I was able to put them in his bag. The first ride that we went on called X2. Literally, you sit in the thing. Like a reference to X-Men they, or just is it just called X2? No. Oh, the, okay. And the, this is also the thing about Six Flags. It's all about the roller coaster. It's about, it's like this much, the actual theming of it. They literally like sprinkle the theming in like it's like, it's like just an yeah. aftertaste. Cause they have like Batman, their Wonder Woman ride, which is right, new. Right, cause I was gonna really say, cool. don't they have the Superman coaster? Yes, okay. yeah, that was closed when we were there, but. Um, okay, gotcha. But they have the one new Wonder Woman ride which, and you're like riding on her lasso and it's really cool. Um. But all the other rides, it's just like a sprinkle uh, of the theming in there. Uh, but anyways, on X2, you sit in the thing. And then when you're ready to go, you lean back. And as soon as we lean back, I put all my other stuff in the bag, but I left my phone in for whatever reason. I just didn't want to like let go of my phone, I guess. As soon as we lean back, I could feel my phone start to fall out of the pocket. Oh, no. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot, I might be losing my phone on this ride. So I literally had to hold my thumb up against my pocket the entire time. So my phone would not go flying out of it. And even then, the ride was so like intense. Thankfully, it was like short enough. But it was it was it was a jump start to the day. It was like we went up high, dropped like 90 degrees. <sighs> so I so, got to have like, when you go to roller coaster parks, you have to have like uh, cargo pants where you can like put the, or you either have zippers or like Velcro pockets where you could like. Yeah. It, it's better sealed. to have that designated friend who has that bag. And that thankfully that's that what we did. We did <laughs> Yeah, you have to. Do- I remember. Oh my god, I feel really old when I'm saying this. I remember when the Superman ride first opened at my Six Flags in Great America, uh, and we went. And the person actually stopped me. They're like, "You have to take your glasses off. You can either like hold on to them or something." But they're like, "They're gonna fall off." And I'm like, "Okay, I don't really have a choice." So I got on the ride, took them off. I had to. I actually put them in my shirt. I think 
And I was like, why? It's just a roller coaster. It actually tilts you upwards so you're flying like Superman. Yeah. So my ass was, yeah, face down. I was like, oh, I see why I would have lost my glasses immediately. Immediately, they would have just came off my face. And because I'm strapped in, I can't get, <laughs> grab them. So I was like, all right, all right. She's a real one. See, I, uh, <laughs> like, I remember I used to, I used to love the Looney Tunes world at the Six Flags where you can kind of hang out with the Looney Tunes. Mm. Those are always the best. There's so many pictures of me with Tweety Bird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of cartoons, uh, though, <laughs> we're going to finally wrap up, which was an, an unintentional series. This was not planned, by the by. It just so happened to work oh. out this way. Uh, where we're finishing out our cartoon retrospective series, which hasn't been, really been very retrospective, admittedly. I remember re-listening to the old episodes. Really, we've just been talking about the cartoons we picked, but not the channels themselves but you know what maybe we'll do like a part two or something and we'll do a full full play-by-play because i i only mentioned that because i'm like man we didn't talk about adult swim or toonami for cartoon network we didn't talk about nick jr or nick at night for nickelodeon <laughs> oh you know what popped up really quick you know what popped up on my tiktok for uh nick jr it was face do you guys remember face oh yeah the character that would come on in between commercials and stuff oh Jerob, you're too young then <laughs> uh yeah face yeah he would take over the whole screen and he would just change colors randomly mm-hmm. now the special, thing, the special thing i remember about nickelodeon and i'll never forget the day is uh well not the specific date but just the they celebrate the day of it's the day of play where the nickelodeon uh, would be like what? we are not showing any programming today today is a day for kids to go outside go out and i was play. like damn outside i'm trying to watch some invaders in right now put invaders right. in on or okay, now Disney Channel's that. getting my view. All right, you gonna yeah. force me to play? I'm I'm playing. I'm hitting play on Disney Channel. Okay, right, I'm going See, to Disney Network. I got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky. That was before. That was after me. So like, I got everyday cartoons, and then after I started like slowing down and more moving more towards Disney Channel, like their shows. That's when they started into into playing uh play of day of play or whatever. And I didn't Worldwide have to deal with it. Yeah, I just remember that. I, I that was the first and only time I ever heard of that was when Nickelodeon didn't do any broadca- broadcasting and was like, "Hey, you gonna go out there and go outside and enjoy the day?" And I'm like, "And this is what video games are for: change input." <laughs> like, I'll show you play. I'm playing some video I'm games play right some now. Video games. Right, I'm not going outside. <laughs> It's hot outside. It's South Carolina. It's 130 goddamn degrees outside. And I know. It would always be during the summer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, you understand. All right. It's 130. Feels like 200 out there. Thanks to the humidity. I'm not going outside. <laughs> oh. uh, I never thought what? about the humidity. Humidity is gross. Anyway, go on. <laughs> but today we're talking about Disney Channel wrapping things up. Well, not necessarily Disney Channel specifically, but Disney in general of all the cartoons they have had over the years. Most of these, I think, aired on Disney Channel first, though, um, if not Disney XD, which is became their um, cartoon channel. But <clears throat> so, yeah, so we're, uh, if you have, you know, this is your first time tuning in to the cartoon retrospective episodes we've done so far. Uh, what we've done is each of us have picked a series of episodes and uh, we're going to talk about them. And we're also going to mention like which episodes we pick so that you, the audience, if you want to pause this, go watch an episode real quick and come back, you can know exactly what we're talking about. Um, 
But yeah, uh, firstly, here's a question just uh, to start it off, though, before we get into the episodes we picked. Uh, did, uh, did anyone prefer Disney cartoons, like Disney cartoons to watch over Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network when they were growing up? My order probably went Nicktoons, in terms of the cartoon content, Nicktoons, Disney Channel, and then Cartoon Network. Although Cartoon Network and Disney Channel might be on the same level, but it was always Nicktoons first for me. No question. It, mine was depending on the day. Because I swear <laughs> to God, I only watched uh, Disney Channel cartoon or Disney cartoons at the weirdest times at night. Mm-hmm. That's how I ended up uh, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers, yeah. The Barbarian, even like Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. We didn't choose, even Phineas and Ferb, which was chosen, uh, I would watch at like midnight or something early, really early in the morning. My like daytime cartoon was Nickelodeon. And then my like evening or afternoon was like Cartoon Network. So mine was a throughout the day or like when my mood was changing. That's where I stood on that. See, I was always Cartoon Network and then Nickelodeon above Disney Channel. But that's mainly because in my mind, Disney Channel was where I went for live action shows. Like if I wanted to watch That's a Raven, even Stevens, um Phil the Future or uh or um not not Naked Brothers band, but um the Jonas Brothers, like all, all of that stuff. I would watch that on Disney Channel. See, I liked Big Time Rush over Nick Jonas's brother. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was Nick better. Jonas's brother. Whatever. The not Nick Jonas. I heard I was thinking The Jonas Brothers so my band. Brain is my Jerome may have been the one that had just woken up, but I'm like, my brain's all muddled. <laughs> but you know, it's like the, like, I, I think I, I've watched Disney cartoons a lot, but I would often not, it just to never connect. Also, none of us picked Buzz Lightyear, which I, I've just remembered was one I could have picked too, was Buzz Lightyear Star Command. I never um, watched Buzz Lightyear Star Command. I didn't even same. know it existed until you said it. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I knew it too. existed, but I never watched it. It was the it was same, one of like, like the earlier ones. Yeah, same as like Emperor's New School or whatever. It's like in in that same vein of like, hey, you know what? We got a property that we're not using that we're not going to make more movies of. That's for sure. Let's make it into a TV, TV show. See if people like it. <laughs> or like uh, Lilo and Stitch, the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lloyd of the Future. Or Lloyd in Space. Oh, the Lloyd oh, in Space? Oh, yeah. Lloyd in Space. Mm-hmm. Lloyd in Space. I think a lot of the cartoons I used to watch were so weird times because Disney Channel was such a live action show during the day. Mm. And so I would watch those during the day, but then at nighttime is when they started showing the cartoons. Basically after their Disney Channel original movie, Mm. that's when the cartoons started. I know. In the middle of the night, they would always show the Disney Channel original movie at like 2 a.m. And before and after that, it would always be the random cartoons or whatever that they would show as well yeah the stuff they like, yeah, like, yeah, whatever because because it's like it, tv got <laughs> weird <laughs> tv got weird when it was like yeah 24 hour like um broadcasting because there was a time you know where like back in our parents day where it's like tv went off like after a while, there were no shows to watch. They were just like, they would always play like the national anthem or something. And then they'd be like, all right, and good night and good luck. And then uh, they'd just be color bars because they're like, yeah, it's over. You should be in bed right now. You should not be watching TV. 
But then 24 hours. If you want a reference to that, you should watch uh, Poltergeist. They show that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How the TV turns off. So go watch Poltergeist, children. <laughs> children do not watch this show for the last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so it's like, it's like, you know, but then it's like you had the 24 hour news cycle and then follow behind that you had like 24 hour broadcasting in general. And so now it's like all all the cartoon channels that are for like kids, they didn't know what to show, but they figured it out. Nickelodeon had Nick at Night. Uh, Cartoon Mm -hmm. Network had Adult Swim, which I think worked out the best probably because Cartoon Network's like, look, all cartoons are welcome here. In the daytime, kid cartoons. At nighttime, after about like 9 p.m., when your kids should be asleep, adult cartoons. All the cartoons are welcome (laughs) on Cartoon Network, even anime on Saturdays when Toonami's on. It's on. Uh, and Disney's response was, you know what? I mean, we're all kids, kid friendly all the time because we're Disney. I don't know. Screw it. Just throw some random movies in there and random cartoons. If the kids Which, are up, they got something well, to watch. Well, <laughs> right. And well, and in that similar vein, the movies that they would show in the movies and TV shows that they would show in the middle of the night would usually be reruns of older stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching and you're a bit older, or you're an adult, you can be like, oh, hey, I remember this movie. Let's watch this movie again. Um, so I guess that that is that kind of factored into their reasoning as well. There is a YouTube channel called Defunct Land. They, about a month ago, put out a video about the Disney Channel theme. The dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And it is like an hour and a half long <clears throat> documentary chronicling who like uh wrote that theme and you know how all the people do the hi i'm jonathan and you're watching disney channel it is fascinating (laughs) (laughs) right it is fascinating it's emotional i encourage anyone it is just like emotional by the end i feel like it's emotional because i feel like in your head you're like you're like i missed my time I was supposed to no, be on you... Disney Channel and say, hi, I'm hey. Jonathan Keyes from so-and-so, and then you're watching Disney Channel. No. Just making those big Disney ears with the with the lightsaber and everything. If you watch it, if you watch it, you will get emotional, like, because they go into, I can't explain it, just watch it. It's called Defunct Land. Hmm. Um, Jonathan, it's, 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 I got it's, it. it's, what it's, Disney show would you have been in if you if you got a chance or, or what show would you have wanted to be in uh live action show or animated when when you were a kid um probably well i remember on that so raving they had the kid that is in the episode um the musical episode he plays the hall monitor if anybody remembers this episode I remember the episode. I don't remember all they, the characters in it, except for like, you know, I remember yeah. Chelsea's number. She's the only Chelsea and Orlando Brown. Those are the two musical numbers I remember from the episode where he's got the basketball and stuff. And I'm like, mm, high school musical called. The, the they old, want their routine right. back. <laughs> no, but that was the funny thing is that was before high school music. I know, but still, I'm just like, hey, you're never going to beat them <laughs> now. <laughs> um,. But that kid who played the hall monitor, I vividly remember they did like a whole open call for that role and they advertised it on Disney Channel like, hey, 
be in an episode of That's So Raven. And they did like a whole open call and everything. And like they filmed it, like the process and everything. And so the reason that kid is in that episode is because he did, he was a part of that process. So I'm like, if I could have been that kid. Um, yeah, but. I, yeah, they used to do a lot of those because they would do, I remember Kung Fu Panda did the same thing. They're like, hey, if you call in to this number, you enter for a chance to be on a, be a role in Kung Fu Panda, which you don't know when you're a kid you're just like oh cool i could be in a movie you don't think about like yeah you're gonna be like extra number like 38 your voice is gonna be in a sea of other thousands of voices uh, in a crowd (laughs) right like you're not gonna be important (laughs) there's a chance they're just gonna cut you anyway right Mm -hmm. like uh because i remember the only one i ever tried to do is uh when ben 10 they were doing a live action movie of ben 10 uh where he was like a teenager as opposed to uh a kid and they were like, yeah, enter for a chance to win Kevin's car. And it was like a Dodge Charger car. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm calling in for that. But it, granted, I was like 14 at the time. So I'm like, even if I call, what am I going to do with this car? I'm not going <laughs> to like, I'm not going to drive. You're going to hold on years. to it. But right. yeah, it's wait, like, wait, wait a couple years, I could drive a cool Dodge Charger that was in a movie or at least looks like a car that was in the movie. And I just <laughs> but what they didn't tell you in fine print was you have to be 18 to, to enter. I, like, you know what, Fine, I did not look at the rules. I probably did need to be 18 to, to, <laughs> to be in the competition, but I didn't care. I was like, cool car. I want to be in, I want to get a car for free. <laughs> I did not win right. though, so it didn't matter. Um, right. <laughs> uh, well, should we, should we get into some of our shows? Yeah, I want to start with the Proud Family. Proud. All right. The d- Proud d- and d- you wh- which episode? You and me, get no You know, really quick, uh, what my favorite uh, thing about this whole retrospective series? What? I have gotten to hear the two of you sing more than I've ever heard <laughs> in our entire years of friendship. And I'm, I feel super happy. I feel like I've been blessed for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was season one. I put it wrong in the message. But it was season one, episode 19, Hip Hop Helicopter. That was the Proud Family episode. Yes. Jerome, your your thoughts. Oh, man, it was great. Uh, it reminded, like, it, this episode for me reminded me definitely of, like, how many celebrities get put into Proud Family. Because Big Boy is played by Big Boy. the Not the rapper mm. Big Boy and from Outcast, but the, the radio, radio host. host. Um, radio yeah. show host Big Boy and because as soon as he's like it's Big Boy I was like yo that's Big Boy that has to be and it was that was him and I'm like that's kind of cool but now he's now he's like skinny like in, in real life he's skinny yeah in real life he's he's uh, he's lost some weight but he he really is like it, it was one of those things where you want to have a fun day audience just look at all the guest stars the Proud Family has ever had like the original show but and also the new show now too I guess but um, the original show has just a long list of guest stars that have appeared on the show, but most of them being black, like all, well, all of them being black actors. Most, um, I don't think there's very many that are like not black actors, but it's because no other black show was on. Like Disney, I will give Disney that. They are the only ones that made a black centric cartoon that's about black culture. It's not just we just have black people in our show. Like, no, this show's about black people and about hip hop culture, about black culture. It, if it, it's just in there 
And so there was a lot of guest stars uh, that were black actors, black performers, musicians, uh, personalities, all types of people that and guest starred on Robinson the show. From Access Hollywood, she was in the episode two. Yeah, so it's just like this is, and it's, and they just get a whole scene to themselves. It is not important to the plot at all. They just get a whole scene <laughs> where they just get to riff, basically, where Big Boy's trying to run some game. <laughs> <laughs> and the, but it's like but it's like that is that's real like i remember watching 106 in park um and this is i guess this unit you know proud family is universe's version of 106 in park but i remember uh watching it i didn't really like 106 in park that much when i was a you, kid you gotta give a little explanation of it because people are not gonna know what you're talking that's about true. Man. so what it has been some so years what, like for those who don't know if you're you're very young 106 in park used to be uh a show on bet that came on uh around like that e- that afternoon time just after when all the kids get off school basically um where they would show music videos have musical guests come by and talk about like uh music uh, talk about their music videos sometimes just do interviews just to be like yeah you know i'm like i'm usher and you know ask ask me some questions whatever whatever and uh it was <laughs> really yeah i mean you know it was it was a cool it was just a cool show for you to get in the know of your favorite music artists at that time that but black music artists because bet um it's no different than like trl or uh or if you really if you're really old like it's it's the it was the modern day soul train at the time like like you know i was was literally just thinking that i'm like oh it's like yeah I was like, if anybody needs some contacts, it's just a black TRL. Yeah, like that's that's basically what it was. And so this is uh, Hip Hop Helicopter, which is a pretty cool name, by the way, of like a TV mm. show that is like uh, a hip hop. Um, like, And then after they won, they got flew away in the actual, in actual in helicopter. helicopter. Although their trophies had little helicopters on them, too. So you could tell the animation budget was not where it needed to be because they're dancing. I was like, what is this? Like, they're doing the same moves over and over, even down to the I point s- where when the next scene, when they go to that party, Penny's like, yeah, let's dance. And she's doing the same routine. And I'm like, what the world's going on? In all in? fairness, <laughs> if you just look at any Disney Channel live action or not, their dancing is terrible. There's like this one TikToker I follow. He's a funny guy. He does the moves, but without the music and everything. And it's like, yeah, they do move weirdly. Why are they doing that? And and when they go to the party and they show like the crowd of people that's dancing, there's one girl who's literally there twice. I see her in the same <laughs> shot. Like right, there's one girl in there twice. Um, so yeah, that's... But kind of they, the background after right. or cartoons the new, dancing. The new the animation for the new show I really like. Me uh, too. I like the animation really for the new show. It was cool to see Michael, like old school Michael, <laughs> before right. uh, like because you know get some context uh, for um, how he is in the in the new show. Which in the new show he's uh, is he just like, I know he's like. I know he's uh, how his design is very reminiscent of like uh, people of the LGBT community, but uh, did they ever establish what his like gender or sexuality is? I, I think he. I I think in the new show he's like gender non-conforming. Okay, gotcha. Um, but or maybe maybe he uh, yeah gender non-conforming, but like still goes by like he him. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, I wasn't sure if the show was gonna go 
to the links to like define it for sure. Because Proud Family was one of the few shows I, I would expect to maybe do that. Um, only because like this episode in particular too, it's like this show does it always did a great job of having those serious topics that a black family would talk about, but without being so explicit about it. Because this this episode is really about like middle school girls dressing a little too old for their age. And then they go to a high school party. And of course, all the high school boys, like, cause they, because these girls look older based off of how they're dressed or whatever, they're trying to holler, but they, they don't, they don't, they're not thinking about them as people. They're just like, nah, you're a girl and you're scantily clad and whatever, whatever. And that's, that's what they're thinking in their mind. And, but the movie, the show never explicitly says that. Which is good because it's like for kids, <laughs> like you know, you don't want to be so blunt. Well, it, they do have that moment of like innocence where Dijanae was like, "These boys only act like they want one thing," and she pauses. She's like, "And I don't know what that one thing is." Right. So it kind of shows that they're they show their innocence there, where like I don't know what's going on, but like I know it's not good. Yeah, she's like, "I don't know what that is, but we're not doing it." So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like yeah, there's that innocence there that they do show, but in a, in a non like dramatic way either. She's like, "I just know something's not right." Although Zoe Zoe knows her white privilege, she's already ex- like seen it in the place. She's like, "No, you don't understand the power." No, this, <laughs> oh, yeah, she that, really that didn't want to let that, that go. My, that like part where Zoe's like. No, y'all can leave. I want to get my freak on. But there's an episode in the new series. I don't know if you've seen uh, this. I don't know if you're caught up on the new series, Jerome. But um, there's an episode in the second season where there's this like famous actor that comes to the school and he's black and he goes after Zoe and like the rest of the crew. They're like, oh, yeah, he only dates white girls. And that's like the plot of the episode. <laughs> I mean, listen, Zoe is going then, to end up with a black man, okay? Like that's that's destined. Like she's grown up with nothing but black people, uh, like with black girls her entire life. <laughs> she don't know. She don't know nothing else. All her fr- all the dudes she's ever hung out with are black dudes. She is gonna end up with a black dude. She is black at heart. She might be white skinned on the outside, but on the inside, inside she just light skinned because she's still a little white. But she's but she's got some she got some melanin underneath the surface. <laughs> she's got some she's got some Very spice to her. <laughs> and ginger is spice. <laughs> also, that is uh, like a, a little off topic, but it's true. There is a thing about redheads with black dudes. I don't know what it is. Black guys like <laughs> out of all the white girls, black dudes like redheads are the ones. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's true. I uh, like I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of black dudes. The white girl they've dated, or if they're not dating them now, or they marry, are redheads. <laughs> but, I said that I disagree with you. I just don't know how to. Go, I don't know where to go off though from that comment. Um, so you know, but Zoe will um, be all right. She'll be okay. She's in good company. You know, Penny cute. Like plus, if you saw in the new show the episode where they go to college, Zoe glows up <laughs> like. Like hell of fear. Is college in the new show? There's a, like a oh flash yeah, forward. there's like a fl- there's in I think it's the first season. There's an there's an episode where like they flash forward or something. Yeah, where Penny wants to grow up. Uh, she wants to like 
Oh, yeah, the Al Roker. Yeah, she wants to fast forward to when they're older. And so she does, and so they're in college. Hold on. Just the fact that you're, like, you're explaining it, and all of a sudden, John goes, like, the Al Roker. Like, that's how she does it. She makes a wish with Al Roker. (laughs) Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that context and explaining it to me. (laughs) She simply makes a wish with Al Roker. Okay, I'm caught up. Go on. But yeah, all of them are in college, and it's like you get to see all of them as old, like older, Penny, Dejeuner, La Cienega, like all of them. And Zoe is the one who like looks 210% different. She looks nothing like herself. She doesn't even sound like herself. It's a new voice actor. <laughs> and, and she's like, she goes from sounding like Zoe to being like, come on, Penny, we have to go to college. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell is this person? This is not Zoe. <laughs> they got like a British person? Yeah, she's like got a British accent now. She's got no braces. She's like gorgeous. <laughs> And they're like, they even comment on it. They're like, "Dang, girl, you glue, you glowed up." <laughs> but still not getting over the Al Roker thing. But it's, um, but yeah, it was good to watch this episode again. Uh, audience, for those, um, for those who want to know, did you already say the? Yeah. I said it, but oh, okay. you can say it again if you want. But yeah, it's like yeah, Proud Family season one, episode nineteen, Hip Hop Helicopter. Um, check it out. Uh, also good to hear like the the B plot too is pretty funny. Of just like him oh, trying yeah, the to beat Sugar Mama, yeah. <laughs> him and Sugar Mama. Although Trudy ain't right though, she away. paid for them to throw the game. Like you know what I mean? She well no, she was trying to protect her husband's ego. All right, sometimes you gotta do and, what you gotta do for your man. But what's worse, hearing him complain all the time that he can't win? Or hearing him brag all the time that he won about winning, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> At least one ends up with him not crying. Hopefully, mm-hmm. although with Oscar, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know what show I was surprised that I didn't enjoy as I thought I would enjoy as much as I thought I would. Is it American Dragon? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really that was the show that I was surprised that I did enjoy. I my brain wandered. I ended up like doing my dishes while the show was just playing. Cause I, well, I had my phone up, so I was like watching while doing stuff, and I ended up barely watching that episode, which I was surprised because I remember absolutely loving it, and just like my brain was like, yeah, it's okay. Well, you know what it is. Although I'm- it might be that you may enjoy the, when it came back because it only has two seasons. But the second season, they like completely overhauled the show. They did a new art style, new like way of write, like how like action was different. The writing style was different. Like the whole show basically changed. No, I re- I remember season. that, and I remember them changing everything too. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed both seasons. I rem- I remember enjoying it when it started and everything. But this time, I was just like this time around, I was like, it's okay. Uh, I will say they did make the black girl like a little bit offensive because she, she was like just... using all this like she's like you need to get your love on rap and I'm like what why would you even say that <laughs> she is in the show it's very much a depiction a like stereotypical like sassy black girl best friend yeah she's uh, very much uh uh-uh, uh boy you ain't gonna do that to me like that is her attitude mm. the entire time. <laughs> And then their stoner best friend, and she's like, you need some brain cells to wake up. And he's like, nope, they're cute when they're sleeping. It's like, you are like 12, sir. You should not be acting this they're way. All, they're all stereotypes, I, except Jake. It, well, Jake, I had I had forgotten 
because I barely watched American Dragon as a kid. But uh, I had forgotten that he was so... Yo, what's up? Yeah, you, you yeah me too. I honestly <laughs> forgot about that. And then as I was watching the show, I was just cringing the entire time. I'm like, no. Well, I think no. that's why I agree so It was very cringy. It was very cringy. <laughs> Well, especially because he I wants believe. to, he's like, you know, trying to get with this white girl. <laughs> Just, I mean, granted, granted, I get it, you know, I mean, like, like you look at all the character designs for all of the kids in this school, and I'm like, oh, the rest of y'all are definitely in high school. That's a grown woman. There's no way you're going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> the way y'all draw her, y'all draw her like she is very much an adult. <laughs> I did like their storyline of like uh, how she was part of the like hunters group. Yeah, I forget what I don't don't ask me any of the like uh, enemy names or anything because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember, but I always liked that plot line where she was part of that, and that that was cute, like a Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet type of deal going on. I always I appreciate d- I, that. I yeah, I did like the fact that they were rehearsing for a play that mimicked the situation that they were in, mm-hmm. like the two people who are on Yeah, Cleop- Cleopatra and Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember how their she, story ended, yeah. Yeah. So is she is she a recurring character or like a character throughout the series? Yeah, she's his main enemies? love interest throughout the series. But they don't realize that they're like enemies. I think they do eventually find out that they're uh, their no. enemies. <laughs> I remember this clearly after watching some of it. They do realize it. She tries to side with him and stop kind of the hunt for the dragons from the inside. And there's something that happens. He's either a magical wish or something where he's like, oh, I can get rid of my dragon powers or I can just wish for her to have a normal life. Because she's constantly in danger for no reason. So he wishes for her to have a normal life with her parents because she was living with her uncle at the time. And that's who was training her to be like a hunter. And so he gives up that wish for that. But the only problem is she now knows, has no idea who he is or anything they shared. So she just, he's like, well, I can't interfere with her life anymore. Cause like I'm a dragon and like, she can finally have like a normal life. Yo, Spider-Man no way home that stole a- that ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> The original idea, my ass. <laughs> have you have you ever seen those TikToks where people are like comparing two movies that are exactly the same? There was one recently. He's like, "Hey, show me a movie where these people have uh, different abilities. One can control plants, the other one can shape shift, and things like that." And the guy's like, "I got you. It's in Kanto." He's like, "Right, right. Play Sky High." <laughs> Um, and you guys know who the voice actor was of uh, the teacher? No. Macy Gray. Ah, Really? Yeah. I was like, I recognize her voice, and I just looked it up to confirm, and it was. Uh, I feel she, like she, she was she, in a lot more cartoons than I think she was. She was also a Trixie's grandmother, because I'm like, her voice sounds the same, too. Like in the same episode, she played the teacher. I'm like, so for a second, I was like, is the teacher her grandma? But no, they were two different characters, but played both played by Macy Gray. 
Gotcha. Although I also love when uh, when Rose is like, well, we could go to your place, my place. And like he, he immediately knows what's going to happen. His little sister's going to make fun of him the entire time. His mom is ready to just be like, oh, you guys are together. Pictures. And his dad's like, ah, great, son. Yeah. But all right. That's, maybe it's time we have the talk. It's like, you we're not even together. What do you mean have the talk? What do you think? I'm just knocking them down left and right like I'm a goddamn... <laughs> like, like lumberjack. You know what I mean? You see who my friends are, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not like that, Dad. Come on now. <laughs> uh, like uh, also, audience, no. just so you can follow along, the episode we're talking about is American Dragon, Jake Long, season one, episode five, uh, entitled Act Four, Scene Fifteen. So, I think. Uh, American Dragon was the only one who had like an episode, like a full out episode. It didn't like split halfway through, right? No, Kim Possible. Or was Kim Possible? No, Kim, Kim Possible too. Oh yeah, Kim Possible. And Phineas. Oh well, no, Phineas for about a middle. Oh, and Proud Family. Yeah, and Proud Family. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I guess the just the ones that were slightly older had like the fuller episodes because before that it was a lot of like split ones, and I felt, or maybe it is Disney Channel who doesn't really do that. Because I was like, oh, this story's going on for a minute. <laughs> it just depends on Because all the, the other cartoons uh, we've been watching. Yeah. The cartoon. And Jackie Chan Adventures didn't do that. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so maybe it was like anything affiliated with Disney. But uh, yeah. moving on to Kim Possible. Uh, like, how'd you guys like Kim Possible? I mean, I, I used to love Kim Possible when I was a kid. So, and I, I remember watching every episode up until the movie. Um, and then after the movie, I don't know. I think I, I think in my mind, I thought the show was over after the like, like the big movie when like uh, Ron and Kim get together and all that stuff. And I was like, and the movie and the show's over. There's a, <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to watch anymore, right? I mean, the, like we're we're at the point, we're at the precipice. Okay, we're at where it, where it needs to end. Ron and Kim end up together. They continue having adventures. That's it. <laughs> Kim, I remember Kim. watching a couple episodes afterwards, and it was actually really cute. Cause like Ron would do something and she's like, you're my boyfriend. He's like, I know. I just like hearing it. I was like, oh, that's actually really cute. <laughs> Kim possible for me was one of the late night 1am ones <laughs> where if I was like, if I was like, uh, over my, my, uh, granny's and cousin's house and my mom would pick me up at 1am or whatever that would be on. So I remember a lot of like scenes from the show, but I don't remember a lot of complete episodes. I can yeah. name a lot of the cast that was on it. You know, you got um, what's her name? <laughs> what's <Christy? laughs> I can remember the cast. Eva, Eva Stevens, uh, Ren. Um, what's her Christy name? something? I forget. Christy Carlson name. Romano. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Because so I knew it was. Uh, like, I knew Romano was in there, but I'm like, I feel like there's an names. extra part in there. <laughs> yeah, which she does a lot of like podcasts and stuff where she'll talk to former Disney people, former Nickelodeon people. Oh yeah, she's, she's doing great she's nowadays been, where she's yeah. doing a lot, a lot of like great interviews with like uh, uh, Devin Warkheiser and um, other like old stars. Uh, I don't think we'll ever get an episode of her talking to Shia LaBeouf. I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. She did do a YouTube video that I saw once where she talked about why she doesn't talk to Shia LaBeouf anymore. And it wasn't anything like 
salacious or like it's probably because they, they weren't really friends just, like by the time when they were doing yeah. the show together she was yeah. a teenager and he was like about probably like preteen like or not preteen but um like that early teenager age there were a few years so apart. they were enough years apart she probably was like that's my co-worker but like we're not like friends friends like <laughs> right um but her, I, you had uh, Will Friedle, mm-hmm. who played Ron Stoppable from Boy Meets World. You had Xenon, uh, uh, I forget her name, uh, who played the mean girl. You had Bonnie. Raven Simone. Bonnie. 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 You had Raven Simone that played uh, Monica. What's her name? Yeah, I think it was Monica. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I, um, I would have picked an epi- the episode Mari. where she gets to be. Uh, you ever see like there's an episode where she goes on on mission <laughs> with Kim? Oh, there, there's oh, yeah. the where the friend is. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a very yeah because her and Ron had like a fight or something. It's where her and Ron had like a fight or something, or Ron couldn't go on a mission, so she's like, "Fine, I'll take her." Most of the episodes, she's like, no. Yeah, well, she goes and then she's like, girl, you need to get Ron because I, I am too black for this. I ain't doing it. <laughs> like, I'm not going on this adventure. It's like, okay, we're Monique. just going to jump jump like 500 feet or something. What? No, absolutely not. Where are your parents? <laughs> Who's letting you to do this? <laughs> it was Monique, not Monica. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look up who played Shigo. Um... Um, she goes Nicole Sullivan. Okay, because oh, she was Nicole always. Su- oh. I don't know who she is. She was always my favorite uh, character in Kim Possible. Well, I believe favorite that. bad guy. Like I was like, she goes the coolest. She's actually capable. She like she's she's got really cool powers, even though they're not really well defined. Uh, she, she her powers are just cool, and I love all the episodes when they ever they get to dive into Shigo a little bit. Plus, she's always the more practical one. Like even in this episode, she's like, "Yeah, we should probably find the manual." He's like, "We don't need no dang manual. I got this." And it's like she's like, "Clearly, you do not got this, and I don't got it either." I where's the manual? I love how she's so focused on the fish. Where did the fish go? And he, he's like, "What?" When you when you suck up all the water, what happens to the fish in the water? <laughs> like that was her main concern. I love the episode with Shigo where they reveal where she actually comes from. Yeah, we're team. How she's go. part of the whole rainbow family. Yeah, yeah team go. It's a whole rainbow family. So, like these are my brothers. And they're all heroes except her. Like she's the only one that went villain. Uh, they were a part of the ra- a rainbow team. Basically, they were all different colors. I one was Redo. I like the because no. I was gonna pick one of the episodes, but I was like, I didn't know it was a three parter because I thought it was one episode. Was the um the like the past, present, future, um triple like three parter uh, episodes where Shigo takes over as a villain in the future, and she's like, yeah, I kind of just Nick Strachan and figured out, you know what, I'm probably better at this than he is, and so she takes over and she's effective. And enslaves Draken and like makes the future terrible. And I'm like, all right, she go, rock on. <laughs> I mean, it's still gonna stop her, but still, I love, I love Shigo so much. He's just one of the coolest villains uh, in that show, and just one of the coolest cartoon villains ever. Uh, that kind of reminds me of jumping over to already a new show. Where I'm not. I will say really quick, Kim Possible. I do her little communicator. That is my text tone. 
Oh, the I do like the, the people. people. That became like one of the most popular uh, sound. I'm sure when cell phones it's where you could download like. Remember the old commercials and they're like, dial, text this number to get mm-hmm. like all these sound effects on your phone. Jeez, you well, just unlocked a memory. I forgot about mm. those. <laughs> I remember that's how you would I get like I remember when you said, uh, <laughs> I would do the one where you record it and you have this terrible uh-huh. high chatter. You would record it. I just tried to give his butt off. Uh, and then put it in. So it would be this terrible version of a song <laughs> you'd have as your ringtone. But my sister has the communicator for Star Trek, which would have been the one I would have gotten. So I had to choose the next best one, which was the Kim Possible one. Uh, okay. By the way, audience, the episode is season two, episode seven, Job Unfair. Mm-hmm. And what I was going to jump to was the Phineas and Fur movie where Candace goes back, or older Candace goes back in time and actually bust uh, Phineas and Ferb, and then they get to the future, and it's Doofenshmirtz has, like, control over everything. That just reminded was, me of that. Was that the one that was released, like, a couple years ago? I think so. Because I know they just released one on Disney Plus uh, recently. Like after, no, 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 no. Like, this after this was... Ended. No, this was, like, in the middle. This was the uh, original, like, first movie, where they... I don't know if they did time travel or something pulled them into the future uh i just remember the also the big joke was that like they met isabella as an adult and she's like they're like oh yeah her last name was phineas and Ferb's last name i don't know what their last name was and she's like do you hear that i married phineas and she, and candace is like or you married Ferb." Can I help you? Is there like Shut something up. I can help like, you with? He's like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> 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 no, put you down there. He's Bird, really just like right cheddar, here, just pacing, <laughs> pacing back and forth in front of the camera. He's yeah, like I'm like there's plenty. Like it's I literally have cleared off space on my desk for him to like sit, and this motherfucker just keeps walking back and forth, back and forth. It's like there is you can sit down and I will pet you, but like knock it off. Yeah, it just reminded me of that, and I thought that was such an interesting concept. Well, I love time travel, as I've said many, many times before. I was like, that's such an interesting concept because when she finally does bust them, and the future is all bleak and horrible because they don't have these two greatest minds, and Doofenshmirtz finally got like control of the future, and everything's like child banned and locked away like at like five years old your child's putting like a secure pot until they're adults that actually got a little disturbing now <laughs> well what's funny is that that was their movie because they already did an episode of that where candace busts them and they then get sent to like a military type camp for like uh kids who have too much imagination <laughs> and uh it basically tries <laughs> to suppress their imagination and Candace feels bad, and then I think I think she does something time travel related to fix it. Um, I can't remember that episode. Or they like erase her mom's her mom's memory or oh. something. I don't know. Cheddar's like, look, I'm gonna show it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> Come on, I know we're not ch- child friendly, but we're not like there. <laughs> um, um, but. Uh, the episode, um, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, it was season two, episode 30, The Secret of Success. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb. And 
Yeah. Now, Phineas and Ferb um, is an interesting one because I remember when that show came out, I remember being like, this is a weird different show for sure for for disney because disney like 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 alex was saying a lot of them were more of the like story based shows is what they liked to have even the shows that were like random um cartoons uh where it was like uh where it was more episodic than having like a story arc you could tell that disney that's what they wanted they wanted more story content and stuff that could like be like be stick around long enough for them to make toys and everything phineas and ferb to me anyway felt like one of the first ones where it was like it's random like and it's not a cheap cartoon like emperor like the emperor's new school or buzz lightyear or tarzan Damn, i really like that they are cheap <laughs> cartoons i don't care what you say dare you <laughs> like those are dare those you. Are, they have food very cash grab cartoons where they're like we want to bank off of uh the popularity of this other property um this one was like no we're gonna put some money behind it we're gonna have some music every episode every episode there's a there's a jam in there (laughs) even if it doesn't necessarily need it (laughs) but i love that the one where they're trying to get uh oh i forgot no 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 the uh, band back together they sing all those songs Mm -hmm. like that was some of the best yeah. That was like one of the best episodes. What, what I, I appreciate about Disney Channel shows in general, not just the cartoons, is that for the most part, the formula is the same. Now, there are some shows that stray from this concept, but I have a secret and nobody can know my secret. For what reason? I don't know. But nobody can know my secret. <laughs> and this... And... With all and credit yeah, to Phineas I, and Ferb, they never kept anything a secret. That's it. true. The mom it asked, just so ha- what did you do today? It just so happens and to work out that whatever they built or made either gets destroyed or bought or or just sold or taken or just disappears miraculously. <laughs> like in this episode, they built uh, the world's tallest building reaching up to the moon and it gets swept away because Doofenshmirtz is rotating the moon. And so the mom's like, oh, it's gone. And like, I really love how. However, the physics of the that does not work. All right, it would take the top of the building off. It would not take the whole thing, unless they—I don't know—unless they bolted it to the moon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you? Are, don't you usually yell at me almost every episode, Alex? It's a cartoon. It doesn't need no, to make sense. It depends sense. on the cartoon. In, in this case, Phineas and Ferb—they want to be all scientific and you stuff. Know what? <laughs> you went ch- 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 just wagging the tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Go ahead, let it shake. <laughs> yeah, prove my point. But if you think about it, it's true with most of these shows: American Dragon, Jake Long, Secret Dragon, Kim Possible, Secret Superhero. Is she? That's the right, is Kim Possible Secret Superhero? I'm always uh, like, I've always felt like everybody does know. It's just the fact that because everyone knows, they're like they don't really talk about it. Because no one ever gets surprised whenever the episodes when like like for example, there's an episode where Bonnie goes on a mission with Kim, and she is not the least bit surprised that Kim is a super spy. She's just like, eh, whatever. She at she least keeps it low key. Bye, is she? Well, you know. Was it her website? Was it an episode? I think it might have been a three-parter. Because there was another part of time traveling in that show. I think it was a, like a special episode or something. 
where she goes back and shows that she was actually setting up a babysitting website. Well, there's an episode that's just an, it just explains the origin story. So they don't go back in time as much as it's just, you just see how she got started. No, no, no. She's literally back in time. There, I think that I'm mixing up the origin story episode with, there is an actual episode where uh, she goes back in time okay. and you see her meet like Ron too. How right. they became best friends. That's how she go takes over the world. Is she goes back in time and makes yeah. it so that Ron and Kim never stayed together, and so Kim never became Kim Possible as you know her. That's right. That's right. Regardless, Hannah Montana, secret pop star, Wizards of Waverly Place, secret wizards, and the list probably goes on. Raven, yeah, like being Raven, able to see the future. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Hmm. You know, Lizzie McGuire didn't have a secret. She hid those <laughs> pants from her mom on picture day. And then she ruined them. <laughs> Nor did Penny proud. But Penny, Penny's, Penny doesn't have, like, Penny's secret. She had a secret in this episode. Penny's secrets she are the really secrets that all kids helicopter. have. Okay, it's just like, oh yeah, I wore this outfit that one time my parents McGuire. don't agree but with. But the point is, the point is, she had a secret. Secret, secret. I got a secret. Disney Channel. Coley Cole was hiding things from parents. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because the parents find out the secret and then they die and they're never seen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Disney has enjoyed killing off parents, especially mothers, but it seems like every every show that, that has like holding the secrets, they're, they're stupid. It's always a two-parent household. So clearly, the kids should not share with the parents in Disney. Well, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure in all of these shows, the parents know about the secret. The parents knew uh, about the secret. No, American Dragon, uh, Jake Long, his dad didn't know. It was passed down. It skipped a generation uh, that everybody became a dragon, but the dad didn't actually know. And there's a whole special episode where, ironically, Jake goes back in time. <laughs> And tells his dad that, like, the mom is part dragon or comes from a family of dragons. And they end up breaking up and he doesn't exist. There's a lot of time travel in these shows, too. Because that's what you do. Like, eventually you run out of ideas and you're like, man, screw it. Go back in time. (laughs) Everybody's just going back in time. Gotta go back in time. I mean, I would if I could. (laughs) I don't know if I would. Speaking of going back in time... To the time of the Emperor's New Groove, uh, but Listen, since the show, you know the Emperor's New School. How you know that that show that the show is cheap because the opening starts with the like image of Cusco's temple from the first movie, and it looks pristine. It's clearly an acrylic painting. It looks golden. It looks beautiful. And then he gets kicked over to the Emperor's New School, and it is the cheapest looking animation ever, <laughs> as far as how the, te- how the school issues. looks. It's just like it's like damn they they really didn't give y'all no budget. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a funny show. No, it is. It was it's not like a, it's, not bad. it's a funny show. I forget. Like I think about it now, and I was like, who's running things though? Who's the stand-in emperor? Because Isma was a uh, principal. It's Pacha. Pacha. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I just I just would like it no. to be Pacha. <laughs> They're like, it's Pacha. Him and his wife do pop up randomly in episodes. Mm-hmm. I like that the, the like, I, I love that this show cannot, the show is like, because that's the uh, one of the few Disney movies that doesn't follow the formula. 
in that there's no love interest. There's no like girl that he's trying to impress or he has to learn a lesson and then she'll like be with him or whatever. No, it is a very much a buddy road trip movie about two dudes going on a road trip. One learns a valuable lesson about how how to not be so self-centered. And that is the story going forward. And then they make this show and it's like, well, he's got to have some girl that he's into. I don't know. Let's make up one. (laughs) And I'm like, why? Cusco does not need a love interest. In fact, if anything, it makes it seem like he's not really interested in girls when we meet Cusco. <laughs> I, well, at the time, he's an emperor. He's got things to do. When, because as we know, in uh, in The Emperor's New Groove, um, he's played by David Spade. Yeah. And when I was watching the episode, I'm like, who is this? His voice sounds familiar. Yeah, because that's definitely not, not David Spade. David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but it's it's uh, JP Mano Mano um, who who was in Phil of the Future who played the caveman and the principal. Oh, really? I know the principal. I don't remember the caveman. Yeah, the caveman oh, was like yeah, the yeah. like like that. When you said the name, I was like, isn't that the guy from Community who plays the who's the who's the uh, yeah, dean? Uh, was he? I'm pretty sure he's the yeah he, he's the dean the, of the community yeah yes mm-hmm. he was the dean and fell the future too no or a principal yes he was the dean and wait yeah he was the yeah and yeah uh, but he was on fell the future yeah he played the uh, the caveman and the oh principal. he was also in Minuteman do you remember Minuteman it was a Disney Channel movie. Kids invent a time machine. Yes, I do remember that. I think that's why I like time travel so much. It has literally been in things I've been watching since I was a kid. And also, did you know, fun fact, uh, you can have 500 tabs open before in your iPhone before they tell you you can't open anymore. <laughs> did they just tell you you can't open anymore? I may have found out a couple days ago uh, <laughs> that that is a thing. And you honestly, like I, I yeah, and no. you talk about me and my tag. I think Am- no, 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 no. Hold on, real quick. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Never Sir, mind. You Keep had going, like, five Google ones open, and then you went from like Passion of the Christ Wikipedia to like I forget even what, but it was something that has nowhere near being Jesus stuff. All right. <laughs> It's all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast. Is it? <laughs> when did we talk about Passion of the Christ? And then, like, I it we was, did. I think it was, we, were uh, looking, we were looking up Mel Gibson something. Like, <laughs> why did you have Google email open up five times though? Uh, anyway, I anyway, Amber's new school uh, is all right. It has no effect on your life. It does, because I think about it, sir. It randomly <laughs> pops into my head. So, Earth's a kit. She's fantastic as Yzma, and I'm glad that they cast her again as Yzma in the cartoon. I did not know that. I thought that she had passed by then, um, but I'm glad to hear that she had uh, she'd still been alive by that point. Because who else would play that character? Nobody else can do that character. I'm sorry. That's why it's like uh, if, if, if you want to know when when I would riot on Disney the second they're like, and we're doing live action Emperor's New Groove. All right, well that's it. They've run crossed the line. You <laughs> got, nobody's gonna do Isma. Nobody. 
Well, it's gonna happen, and you're gonna have to like. Nope, okay? I'm burning the studio because down after that because <laughs> y'all have gone too far. You can't replace. Watch her. next week. Next week when they announce <laughs> Disney has announced the Emperor's New Groove live action movie. <laughs> uh, they were speaking of speaking of Lilo and Stitch. Uh, they just released um, that they cast Lilo, and the little girl. She looks very adorable and just <sighs> again, like again. You there's some things that just don't shouldn't be in live action. I do not want to see what Stitch but, looks like in live action. I'm sorry, I don't. I really no, don't. No, it's not going to be live action. It's going to be CGI. And Zach Galifianakis is playing Stitch. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> that, can, that can go either. That can go either way. That can go. Not even the Zach He's like a thing. It's just the, the the fact that it's 3D animation. I'm like, no, it looks good in 2D animation. I don't know if it'll look better in 3D. Especially depending on how they do it, uh, they just have to be really careful with basically other culture movies. Because like after Avatar, now everybody's watching them. Avatar: The Last Bender, what they did with that movie. Now everybody's like, "All right, all right," but I'm watching every step you're doing with this. All right, if I see you doing anything wrong, we're coming after you like we did Powerpuff Girls. Some look, just make an original content. It's not hard. Apparently it is. Well, what I mean is it's not hard because I'm like, you act like there's not thousands of th- upon thousands of people that are creative and have the passion to make an original project that you can't just pluck from Joe Blow anywhere to just give them some money and be like, hey, you want to work on a Disney movie? And they will just say yes. Hey, Gibson, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you get that sweet thing. And I got mine showing his ass to the whole internet. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, it just it don't make no type of sense, okay? Like, just just go out and hire some people. That's what they did when the writer's strike happened. When the writer's strike happened, they were like, well, we need some new writers then. That's, that's what this means. Yeah, that's but... Not, um, it wasn't cool to do there that was, during there the was a, strike, but I'm just saying. It wasn't cool, and there was a plummet in, like, good quality content, though. But you know, I'm just saying, there's options. Past just let's just remake so, what we already Jerome, did. I take, Jerome, I take it you did not like the Emperor's New School. No, no, I like the Emperor's New School. I actually liked the episode a lot. <laughs> no. You, you ragged on the animation. Yeah, you I the animation is cheap. But, that, Feels but like it's it. not awful. It's just cheap. There's a difference between being cheap and bad, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm not insulting anything. I'm just calling you cheap and worthless. And you're just a mu- cash grab, you know. But yeah, is, I guess I enjoyed it. But at the same time, oh. at least they took. At least this is one of the good ones. Like Emperor's New School and Buzz Lightyear, I think were the, like the two best ones. I think Tarzan wasn't really great, all that good, and Aladdin also wasn't all that good. But uh, Emperor's what about New- Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Lilo and Stitch was good. I liked Lilo and Stitch because they had an actual premise <laughs> to work off of. Because uh, Lilo and Stitch two, which granted, I wonder if it was a plan though, where they were like, "Well, we can't make a cartoon off of the first movie, so let's make the second movie to know? justify the cartoon." <laughs> I At the end of Lilo that. and Stitch series, uh, Stitch is supposed to die. That he completed what his existence Jonathan's was. Jonathan's face was just like, Alex, I, I can't take no more. I can't, I can't do this no more. First, the parents dying when they learned the secret. And now Stitch dying. He's coming off every Disney Don't get mad at me. Get out of Disney. They have their own formula. I'm sorry that I figured it out. 
Uh, I remember watching that every morning. That in recess every morning before I would go to school. Specifically in like like ninth or tenth grade, for whatever reason, Disney Channel they would um, like show the old Disney Channel cartoons mm-hmm. um, in the morning, and I would watch yeah. those uh, when I would like eat my cereal and stuff. But um, yeah, and the with the Emperor's New School, the fact that they brought back not only Bertha Kitt but also Patrick Warburton. Well, you have to. Have Again, else play that's the same thing. You can, yeah, those yeah. two are a dynamic duo who can only be played by those two actors. Like, that's it. That's, it, it is It is what it is. Like, you can't have Earth Kit not play Yzma. You can't have Patrick Warburton not play Kronk. All right? It's just how it is. But um, I will say that I think that's half of why I think this show still works because the premise is flawed. All right. It doesn't make any sense. If he's already emperor, there's no person. Tell alive me again how much you him. love the show. There's no, there's how much no you enjoy this episode. There's no way can go to school to learn to be emperor. He's, you've already given him the position. All right. You can't I think that was take the it away. Of it. That's the irony of it because it's like, you know, it's his school, whatever. He's emperor but he still gets the shaft and nobody really likes him like, sounds contrived he- to me but <laughs> but given the like but what makes it work is the characters the characters are still super strong Cusco's still uh exactly like who he is and is funny and pretentious although it is a little it is a little sad to be like dang that whole adventure of pacha didn't teach you nothing you're still the same person <laughs> Yeah. But it's a uh, that but that he's a horrible person. Yeah, but that, like, that yeah, you know. inside deep down he is just awful. But it works, you know, for the 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 cartoon. Uh, but Melina's a nice, like, cool new character to have uh, to be like his foil to balance it out. And then, no matter what, you've always got Isma and Kronk to make you laugh and to like balance. That. And I love the nods back to the old movie, like in the episode that you chose where, you know, you have the, okay, like pull the lever and they pull the lever and they do the, they do the mm-hmm. whole thing, the whole entire the sequence, roller the roller coaster sequence. Like they do the high five, then they rush off and then they're like, here's what we're going to do. And you see the like uh, silhouette animation. Like, I'm like, that's really yeah. cool. So it's like, you know, well, I only say it's cheap because it's like, I've seen the animation <laughs> with a high budget of the exact same thing. And I know what it can look like with a higher budget. But despite that lower budget, they still make the most of it. And I think that's why I like the show a lot is it still has a lot of charm to it. Like the spirit is still there, even if they didn't necessarily get the ability to have as big a team animation team for this show, they still were able to capture at least the spirit, the drive, the characters, like all of the necessary pieces that made the movie work is what makes the show work. So that like, that's what I mean by like, I'm like, no, I just, I can brag on the show because it's because <laughs> there are clear Feel issues. Like you're just yelling cheap. But it is like, but Feels the show like still though. has like the spirit of Emperor's New Groove in it, which is more than I can say for most of the like movie cartoons Disney made at, off of one of their like animated films. Uh, it's it's a rare. Never forget, thing. <laughs> Nickelodeon did that a lot too, where they yeah. would create a show based off of a movie. The only one that succeeded like was like Barnyard. Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron, but that and was I still a. Still didn't I, know that was a movie first. Yeah, and that was I think we've talked about it before on here, but that was like one of the. Well, I think it was like one of the first ones 
to have done it. But it, it was it was like always planned that way. It was always planned to have the movie and then this TV series mm-hmm. after it. Uh, J- Jonathan, you mentioned Recess. And I wanted to ask you, why did you choose that episode? Because TJ has a full-on-ass mental breakdown. <laughs> why would you pick that, that one? That was one of the ones that uh, I had just, like, remembered. I, oh, yeah. I, I can see why. Um, basically in all of my selections, I pretty much chose ones that like stood out to me that I remembered having, um, either like a fun time watching or just, they just stood out to me. And, um, with the proud family, I had done a rewatch of that, uh, in like 2020, like during the pandemic, like when everybody was at home. I did a rewatch of The Proud Family and I did a like a partial rewatch of Recess too, where I watched maybe I think like the first season. This was one of the episodes that uh that stood out to me as well. Why? So, why? Like why <laughs> I just remember I, him being like, in I that re- box. Well, I mainly chose it for the trial episode, but I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Which box I episode. immediately get I was like, Randall did it to himself, obviously. Like <laughs> But I I Who's gonna trust Randall? I, I love the I love how recess is because like I, I like as I was listening to the theme, I was like, oh my god, I forgot how much like like a military type like or 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 like a uh this feels like a show that's supposed to take place in like a military school or something, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it should, right? Because like, it's just because of the music and the font they use is like all often used for military stuff or whatever. Yeah, like it's it's very. And then like of course the main um, villain, like she's very strict with the rules, and they're like the and our main characters are the rule breakers. I'm like this should take place in well, a military and- school, and it's weird that it doesn't. <laughs> and well, uh, Gus one of the kids his dad uh is a military that's how he got to the school yeah he's like a military brother. right yeah he's yeah. got the glasses and he's got the military haircut uh-huh. too mm-hmm. uh yeah that episode was like really true i was like he like he full-on like broke for a minute i was like this is haunting a little bit like this poor mm-hmm. kid he's like yeah. rocking back and forth he's like he's gonna be good good boy good boy and i was like oh my god <laughs> This is insane. He's, yeah. Um, I was wondering, I was like, why would you choose this episode? And then I was like, maybe the trial part, because that was kind of cute. And I like how Spinelli got the cat out of the tree. Mm-hmm. But that was another thing. Randall had a fucking breakdown because he like heard, I owe you one. And he's like, that those words are seared into my soul. I was like, whoa, dude. You need to relax a little bit. Randall, I was just realizing when I was watching it now that like they really, even with how he's drawn, Randall looked like a rat. Like that's what I'm saying. He looks drawn. like a weasel. <laughs> Cause he's also doing this all the time. Uh-huh. Hunched over. <laughs> like face like this far out. Yeah. Then he says, he's like, good, good. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. he really drew you like a rat. Yeah. Um, so I forgot about the king. I forgot about the yeah, ruler. Too, like, yeah. Some of what? my favorite episodes are with him when they like when you know when they're on when he's sitting on that like the playground thing. The, 
Yeah. So check this out. I forgot. I'm reading this off the Wikipedia, but I'm like, yeah, this feels very true. This is like how deep recess gets. It's like a major satirical point of the show is that the community of students at school is a microcosm of traditional human society, complete with its own government, class system, and set of unwritten laws. They are ruled by a monarch, a sixth grader named King Bob, who has various enforcers to make sure his decrees are carried out. The society has a long list of rigid values and social norms that imposes a high expectation of conformity upon all the students. Recess is illustrated to be a symbol of liberty, a time when children can express themselves and develop meaningful relationships. Most episodes involve one or more of the main six characters seeking a rational balance between individuality and social order. And I'm like, like, and it goes on like this for a while, this overview. And I'm like, God, damn, this is like super deep. The, the crazy one being this interpretation is confirmed by the Cold War motifs found throughout the show. For example, Miss Grotke's philosophical and activist attitudes attributed to her belonging to the counterculture of the 1960s are juxtaposed with the authoritarian and conservative views of her colleagues, such as Miss Finster and Principal Prickly. <laughs> Jeez. So they were loosely based off the ideologies of the Cold War era. Like it's it's it gets deep with recess. <laughs> like they're trying to be like we're yeah. trying to raise socialists is what we're trying to do. <laughs> oh, I guess conservatives are right. <laughs> and it's it's kind of true if you think about it. Like the different episodes where you get to visit some of the different groups of kids that are on, you know, uh, the playground? Uh, one of my favorite episodes, and I don't know why it is, is, uh, so Spinelli has found out her first name is actually Ashley. Ashley. And then she yeah. becomes an Ashley. She becomes an Ashley. But that's not my favorite one, though. It's when they give her a pair of, like, wrestling tickets, and they're like, here, for you and your friends. And they're like, why are you being nice? And they're like, you're an Ashley. We're Ashley's. This is what we do. So they break into their, like, and it was amazing because these Ashleys have like their own like private room under that jungle gym thing. And it's like beautiful. There's pillows. There's a private bathroom, all this stuff. They find the Ashley rule book and it really just says, if one Ashley doesn't want anything, you must give it to another Ashley. And they're like, oh, so we're missing a wrestling match right now. And they can't get out of their little lair. And then it was Mikey and Gus who were like, went to the actual wrestling show and they got like a signed chair and everything. That episode, I don't know, has always stuck with me, and I've always thought it was so funny. I kind of, I need to rewatch it to see if it's actually <laughs> as funny as I remember it. I don't want to be disappointed, but I was like, I always remember that, how they were so distrusting of them, being like, this isn't right. They're lying to us. And Mikey and Gus are like, no, have faith. They're doing this out of goodness. These tickets are real. No, we're going to go there, and we're going to get pelted by eggs or something. <laughs> I, I only remember, the most I remember about Recess is not the show, but the movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember that school's yeah. out. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know which I remember much from the movie, but I remember TJ being like the main character, more or less, of the show or of the movie, and uh, all the kids uh, rallying back after summer vacation to hang out with him. Uh, I remember the episode where Spinelli and him kiss. Oh yeah, that wasn't it like that's a dare. Social norm. Yeah, well, nobody had known, nobody had their first kiss, and nobody knew what it was like going to kiss. So they drew short straws about who would kiss who. It was them two. And I just thought that was hilarious because that's something of a social norm to have your first kiss and everything like that. And all the kids were like, we want to know what it's like, but we don't want to do it. So they sacrificed two of their friends for this experiment. 
this is socialism yeah so cool i'm looking at like fan art of like the recess cast all grown up and stuff it's it's Mm. interesting some of the stuff came some people came up with uh one in particular i feel is a little offensive it's uh i forget the black kid's name right now um oh tj no that tj's the white guy the main kid. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it's so bad we don't remember. Yeah, Vin, they drew Vince. Vince with just like he just has a Celtics jersey and all the tattoos, just all like covered sleeves on both arms and legs. And I'm like, okay, like. <laughs> I also know he liked to cook a lot. That was one of his um, main centric episodes. Was that they found out he's an amazing baker. Yeah, a lot of these also are draw. They draw um, uh, Spinelli and TJ together. I'm assuming based off that one episode. They also had a little vibe together. Also, I think. they're supposed to be yeah. a Disney's. Re- uh, Disney's doing a recess live action movie. No, wait, why? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Shut up, Jonathan. What? <laughs> okay, so here's. Oh, well, let me see if I can find a more, I'm saying that to just, Let me see if I can find a more credible source on this. Uh, here's here's a here's oh, here's from Daily Mail. The only thing I see, the only thing I see is possible revival in 2022. Joe Ansola here revealed that he and Paul Germain had been working on a potential revival, stating we've come up with several different angles and we've tried different things. It's been four years that we've been working on it, but that's an example of how things change. Things are slower. I see something about a fan-made one recess that I don't want to watch a fan-made one. I'm trying to find when this article is written because if it's if it's no time, this was written in 2019. So the, the project's probably, if they were doing it, the project's probably dead by now. But there are, oh, there yeah. are pictures of, uh, of the cast Hold and on. everything. That's how it was last episode. What you're doing right now, Jonathan, that's what I was doing last episode. Cheddar was on doing some shit, too. I know right. that look. I'm, I'm thankful they're not doing a live action, because there's no reason to. There's no need for that. You act like Disney cares. They're like, oh, we don't care what you what you think there, there needs to be. We will, if we want to make it, dang it, we'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to stop Emperor's us? New Emperor's New Groove live action. <laughs> Next one's gonna be Emperor's Groove live action. It's true. I may have, I may have like doomed Emperor's New Groove to now half a live action. Like, how dare he? Like, how I want to see if they. I mean, honestly, let's be real. Disney is monitoring everything that mentions its name. <laughs> it's gonna hear something. Be like, eleven people mentioned a live action. Uh, Cusco. Let's do that. Let's find out who's still gonna played play by Cusco. David Spade, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> The offense and not offense of it is like <laughs> technically, but no, I don't know where it falls. I mean, how old is David Spade too? <laughs> He's like David Spade like, could easily go back to. Oh, you're talking about for the live action? Yeah. Uh, how old is a hate? Man, uh, I remember watching him. Yeah, He's fifty-eight. I remember watching him. In that show where they worked at a modeling agency. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that was like really early. That was like mid 90s. 
that show was not for children. I should not have been watching uh, that show. That was completely inappropriate. I was looking on Wikipedia. Apparently, Recess had a crossover with Lilo and Stitch, the series. Mm-hmm. What? The, Proud, the Proud Family also did as well, and Kim Possible. I remember that. I remember those two because they had Disney kept doing these like three series crossovers, like with Hannah Montana, Who Life of Zack and Cody, and That's a mm-hmm. Raven. And I remember doing that. Them doing that with Kim Possible, Lilo and Stitch, and the Proud Family. I did not know they did a Reese's and Lilo and Stitch. I didn't know those shows were on at the same they time. They weren't. Lilo and Stitch, uh, it says Lilo and Stitch <laughs> the series featured an episode titled Lax that featured the cast of Recess when TJ and the gang go on a school vacation to Hawaii. Notably, Recess was the only series that crossed over Lilo and Stitch the series that was not a Disney Channel original series and whose production had already ended before Lilo and Stitch the series first aired. So it wasn't on. Okay, Oh, thank God. Because I thought I was like, am I older or younger than I thought I was? How long is Lilo and Stitch? Like, my timelines in my everyday life are already messed up. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that confusion Apparently, there. Gretchen saves the day in the episode. Because <laughs> she's the only smart one. <laughs> they literally, like, they really, like, stereotyped each character. Like, this is it, and that's this is, all. This is you, who got, you, you have are. your character. Yep. Tomboy. All of military it. Military yeah. kid. Nerd. Fat kid. Fat black kid. guy. And <laughs> TJ, who's going to be, who's going to reach his peak in high school, and Probably, that's it. That's true. Yeah, this is it for him. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> like it's over after this. He's going to take over as king one day for their little monarchy system. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything about a live action revival at this moment, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Anything's possible. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing live action recess. It just depends on how they do it, you know. Oh, I meant of the Emperor's New Groove. Oh yeah, I know. I just uh, yeah. Oh, of recess. Yeah, I could I could see one of recess. Uh, but the kids always seem to leave those kids alone. Well, I think because the the from the pictures of if it is a fake thing they were doing, um, it looks like they were they were trying to be like yeah, it's recess, but like in high school, so the kids are older. Oh, you're looking. There's a fan made film. Oh, okay. Of cool. Recess. Yeah. So there is a fan made one, and I think that's where people are like, they should make a live action. There was talks. I from the article I read, there were talks of it because of the fan made film. But the fan made film, I think, came out around the same time they had that fan made. I don't know if it was a trailer or it was an actual film of uh, Magic School Bus. Wow. I feel like Miss Frizzle goes to I hell. I feel like the the fan like a fan made Magic School Bus one would be like so dark. It'd be like like it'd be from like. Yeah. This... Have you ever seen the? Tra- no, I've never seen trailer no. of it. Oh, I'll, I'll, we'll watch it after this. Miss Frizzle literally goes to hell. It's just I just feel like it's from Arnold's perspective of like day thirty eight on the moon. Miss Frizzle's left us here. <laughs> We've had to survive on our own. <laughs> <laughs> and then she comes Actually, back and she's like well, I like I, I like sorry children I've been in the middle of a space battle and I now need your help and she gets the crew together and all the kids are on different like planets or something and they just like fight together in an intergalactic war for the galaxy <laughs> on their bus you went so Guardians of Very the Galaxy <laughs> yes Liz is like actual what you now described <laughs> is Guardians of the Galaxy plot there <laughs> Disney really reusing their uh, 
their titles are or Magic their school plots, bus aren't they? is not from Disney. Magic School Bus is from what PBS? <laughs> ah, so Disney's stealing work now. <laughs> yes, I Wait. think so. No, I don't think it's PBS. Yeah, it is PBS. Is it? Wait. Mm-hmm. Right on the Magic School saying? Bus. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these cartoons kind of just mesh as you get older, but you can tell just by, like, the quality of them. Because, like, Magic School Bus was good, but it wasn't drawn the best either. There was a little bit of less money to it. You tell. Uh, I can't find where it was. Yeah, it it was, was, yeah, it was PBS so was the first thing it broadcast. I remember watching it on PBS. Yeah, That's so weird. I remember half the things I've watched, but I remember them in some weird way. <laughs> Magic School um, Bus. Should, <laughs> should we quickly chat about uh, Jackie Chan Adventures? Because uh, this must be our No, record. that was okay, because it was a WB Really, no. WB Disney style. It's cool that Jackie Chan had a I TV show. It, it was a good episode. Yeah. Jackie Chan deserves uh, that TV show. He deserves everything he gets, man. Jackie Chan's great. I'm glad that he's still out here. He's still with us. Uh, and uh, I'm, I hope to see more stuff he does. I don't know if I necessarily he should be doing more action movies, think- but whatever he does in the future, I am going to watch it. I think he's mostly if retired. Harrison Ford can still be Indiana Jones, Jackie Chan can still be Jackie Chan. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's a, a very see, good but statement. that's not true because Harrison Ford is not Indiana Jones all the time now. In the new movie, there is CG Harrison Ford all over the place because clearly he is too old to be doing some of these stunts. <laughs> he's tired. The man is tired. Um, with Jackie Chan, I love I love the inter- There was one interview I saw of him. Uh, I think, who was he fighting? Oh, what's the uh, one martial a- martial arts actor who passed? Lee? What's his uh, oh, Bruce first Lee? name? Bruce Lee. He was talking about the first film he ever did with Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee accidentally knocked him on the head, but kept filming the scene. After they yelled cut, he's Bruce Lee came up to him and was like, Oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, blah, blah, blah. And Jackie Chan was like, I was 22. He's like, I was a young man. I could bounce back. It didn't hurt so much. He didn't hit me that hard. But he's like, you know, it's Bruce Lee. So when he asked me if I was okay, I was like, ow, 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 no, it hurts so much. (laughs) So like Bruce Lee being a very kind man was just like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, throughout the whole day, he kept asking me how I was. He kept giving me tips on this and that. He's like, it was great. (laughs) It was great to have Bruce Lee fawning over (laughs) me. Because he's not here. Thinking me. about like Jackie Chan, though, uh, he's because he's. Uh, I, I forget if she says he's also. He was also her, partially her mentor, but I know that they're friends. Is Michelle Yeoh and Jackie Chan? They're good friends, um, mainly because they came into Hollywood around the same time. Uh, or I think she said that Jackie came first, and then he pushed her to be like, "Hey, come to Hollywood and make movies because you're really good, and I know that you have the skills to do it." And uh, it's so crazy to think about that of like, thanks to Jackie Chan, Michelle Yeoh came over and, you know, did movies. And now this past year, because I didn't know this until I think a couple weeks ago that Michelle Yeoh is the first female Asian actress to ever win an Oscar for best act, uh, best uh, actress. And I'm like, only the only the second actress of color after Halle Berry to win for Best Actress in the 95 Academy that Awards. shouldn't, that doesn't sound right because, uh, what's her name? It is. Doesn't well, it no, though, because, doesn't um, it? what's her name? Hattie McDaniels 
What did she win for? She's the first. She was supporting. Oh, best supporting actress. Okay. Got Mm -hmm. it. Got it. Got it. it. Okay. Well, that's. There's been tons of women of color that have gotten best supporting actress, but only two have gotten best leading actress. That's insane. Did you know the original uh, Oscar award was designed after a Latino man? Really? The figure that he is, yeah. So, lots of racism there. (laughs) They're like, and now (laughs) only white people will get this man's award. (laughs) (laughs) White people still gripping a Latino man. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, although I think it's it's really like... uh, we have we need to like have because we didn't get to do El Tigre. Mucha Lucha was not on like if it was on uh, HBO Max for Cartoon Network, I would have picked it. <laughs> we need to do like a day maybe for uh, Hispanic uh, Heritage Month. Um, we'll do like all of the all of the Hispanic cartoons that we never get to talk about. <laughs> can, well, can can we include can we include other like TV shows in that as well because. Growing up, my show was The Brothers Garcia. And nobody talks about that show nowadays. They even have a reboot on HBO Max that I think I canceled. No. But regardless. <laughs> Latino shows, the, uh, Latino-based shows often don't stay very long because they're categorized in uh, as a like genre instead of like what they're actually a genre of, like comedy or something. No, it's a Latino show. It's not a comedy show. A lot of them will get canceled based on that and the lack of viewership because they have their own category, which is stupid. It's a comedy. It's a family show. It should have been based. It should have been based that way, and you know, pushed that way when you're looking through the comedy selection. Mm-hmm. But I digress. We'll give. We'll we should give, do that. We'll it would be very props. nice. We'll give some props. Maybe not next week because next week we have a plan. But eventually, audience, we actually we will have a plan actually, next we week. Will give you, we will give uh, Hispanic Heritage uh, Month. Like, probably probably even but before then. But that's not until October. Yeah, probably before then we'll do yeah, that episode. Yeah, because I was about to say it's not uh, until September. You know, we're not going to wait that long. We might actually, like, if, like Alex, I don't know, see see if call Monica back, see if she wants to come be a part of that episode. Because I, I feel like she'd have... A, I like how you finally include me in that conversation. Well, you know, it's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Listen, this is how we did... The, this is no, how the cartoon retrospective got started. Because <laughs> I literally was just talking. And then we were like, well, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Sometimes we just let you go and, and eventually it's like, all right, you planned out a month. That's cool. We worked this out on on, on audio. Um, so that works. But yeah, uh, but, like the, any well, final thoughts on like not just Disney, but the entire... Because this is the first time you've done a series of episodes on the same topic more or less so any final thoughts on on this journey that maybe you found or things like that i was a little surprised with reese's i mean i never saw the military feel. i felt the military feel did not like see it i guess and a lot of these cartoons had such deeper meanings than i had anticipated because that one went really far like cold war based far (laughs) a lot of these cartoons were PTSD. Right? Yeah, I was like, good lord, okay, yeah. Um, a lot of these cartoons just went deeper than I remember them going deeper, and of course you're a kid, you're not paying attention to the deeper meaning you're looking at the surface thing. And it's like, oh, I kind of see where certain ideals and things come from now. Uh, a funny thing I do is I say please and thank you like in one sentence. I'm like, hey, can you do this? Please and thank you. Kim Possible says that. And so does Pepper Ann. I was like, people are like, why do you always say please and thank you? And I'm like, oh, now I know where I got it from. 
so it was interesting to go back with a lot of these shows, you know, Nicktoons, Cartoon, uh, Cartoon Network, and Disney, to be like a lot of speech patterns or ways I say things actually do come from these shows. That's how much they have influenced me in my life. And even as an adult now, I don't know where I'm like, oh, where did I get this thing from? There it is. I also forgot how I always was a little annoyed by Ron Stoppable, but I love him now. As an adult, I was like, See, I wish I had a friend like that. Him. He'd be he great. Insane. I love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was so much fun. Um, uh, he was a ride or die guy, and I'm, I respect that. True. Yeah, he's very ride or die for Kim. He was the one jumping off the five foot building. Or five hundred feet. Uh, Jonathan, do you have any last thoughts? Any any uh through this cartoon journey that we've been on? <laughs> it was fun. It was fun getting to reminisce on the old cartoons of our youth. And it was cool to see kind of some of the trends that the networks followed in terms of what type of content they put out in their cartoons. Nickelodeon, you have some of maybe the gross out humor, just some of like the, uh, just it, it, more of in that that realm. Um, maybe not for all their stuff, but for some of it. Uh, Cartoon Network, you have some, some more of the dark humor. And then with Disney, it's more of like the family friendly uh, humor. So uh, it's it's really cool to compare and contrast uh, the different networks and, and their shows. And looking back, because when you're a kid, you're like, I'm just watching this. But as an adult, you look at it with more of like an analytical mind, I guess. So um, that was kind of cool. And just it was fun to reminisce. I'm definitely going to be um, watching some more of... Uh, I did my Proud Family rewatch, but I might might watch some more episodes of Proud <laughs> Family. I'm definitely going to watch some more episodes uh, of Recess. And um, we didn't get to Pop of Girls, but I might check some of those out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And Sanjay and Craig, of course, but that doesn't need to be. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Yeah, I would say this was a... Look, that's a great show to watch high. I, but Sober <laughs> wasn't so much fun. Sober was like kind of like what the hell is going on? It definitely was a this was a fun journey to go on of like reminiscing on old cartoons, but also like well not old old, but cartoons that are relevant to us, our age range, our like, you know, time as children. Um and looking back and seeing like what like, you know, if we still like them, like, you know, because it's always easy. It's so easy to it made me think of SNL where how there's always that generation that's like, SNL ain't been funny since so and so. And it's like, yeah, because you remember your time in S- uh, like watching SNL, unless it's the 80s. The 80s, everyone has unanimously decided was the worst time of SNL <laughs> easily. The only funny person was Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but <laughs> after that. <laughs> And going into the 90s and the 2000s, 2010s, like everybody's got their era of SNL that they enjoyed watching for a time. And it's the same thing with cartoons where everybody's got their era of cartoons they enjoyed watching to a degree. And so it's kind of cool to I'm trying. I'm distracted because somebody's fire alarm's going off. <laughs> smoke alarm's going off. What is going Second on? Second week in a row. Yeah, yeah, out here burning the kitchen up. 
because <laughs> I'm trying to get my, my succinct points and I so can't because I'm here beeping. Go, going off your night re- really quick, I was surprised when you remember these shows and you're like, yeah, I used to love them. I didn't, and that's what I've been doing when I've gone back. I'm like, oh, I really love these. Oh, I didn't know I would love this so much. And I was really surprised with myself with the American Dragon, Jake Long, where I was like, I don't like this show so much anymore. And it's not because anything was like offensive or anything was like, oh my God, how could they say there anything? Although the black friends, they really, they really did her dirty, I think. But it was more that like, this is not holding my interest at all. And I'm like, it's. I hit the table. There's a lot going on over at your place. Uh, it was more so that I was like, this isn't funny as an adult anymore. I really either grew out of the show or maybe it was never funny to begin with. I can't tell to me. Yeah, I, I just love the idea of like going back down memory lane and watching old cartoons that brought me back to my childhood and my days of just sitting in front of a TV watching content 24-7. Uh, also, audience, before you comment, yes, we did not do gargoyles for Disney cartoons, but dang it, listen, we couldn't do them all. <laughs> all right. I don't think anybody's like, oh my God, how could they not I do gargoyles? Like somebody, like, I'm I, wait, don't, like, I I'm, don't feel like you're missing I'm mentioning I, it for when we eventually become uber popular and we have thousands upon thousands of views and there's somebody who's going to be like, y'all didn't talk about gargoyles! I, y'all didn't bring it like, We ain't talking about I really still feel like that's not going to be a thing, but okay, go on. Alex, please clip that. And just, just Jerome saying that, that what he just did. That'll be the first thing posted on Monday. It's just like, yo, chill. Anyway, comment below. That will be the first thing Tell posted on Monday. Don't worry. Disney live action shows so <laughs> that you, or not live oh, action, sorry, too. cartoon shows that you really enjoyed. And also comment below if you have followed the entire series of us doing our retrospectives on cartoons. What you thought about um, all the cartoons we've talked about, or maybe tar- cartoons we didn't talk about that you're like, oh man, I wish you guys had talked about this. Because maybe we could do a part two of this series. There's a lot of cartoons we did not get to, uh, just because we did not have the time. Um, so comment below, tell us how you feel, tell us what you're thinking, and, uh, we'll read them and let you know what we're thinking. Anyway, socials, Jonathan, go. (laughs) You can follow me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can find us at the first one to die on all of your social networks. You can email us the first ones to die at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. If you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a like and subscribe. Please comment as well. And if you're listening to us on a podcast platform, go ahead and give us five stars and a review. Alex, where can we find your weatherman pause again. Uh, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok. And if TikTok is still around by the time this episode airs, you can uh, find the first ones to die there where, where I show little clips of the episode. You'll see Jerome's lovely screaming, uh, as well as things we may have reviewed to things we are going to review and my little personal mini reviews of shows that I'm watching. So come find us there. And Jerome, where are they find you? Find me and not Jerome Red on Instagram as well as at Robos Media and at Jerome underscore the underscore shows. See other stuff I'm working on. 
And uh, if you want to get exclusive content you can't get on any of the audio streaming platforms, go on over to the YouTube channel and check out some extra content over there. We got all types of stuff like mini reviews, book reviews, gaming content, vlogs, all types of things. And of course, video versions of all of the podcasts. So if you want to see our lovely faces, come on over and check that out as well. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, <laughs> it's on. D&D time. Uh, you listen to what we have to say. I would like <laughs> to apologize ahead of time for any comments you made don't about have, Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you were going to make fun of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, you don't have a like stand on anymore. You're playing Dungeons and Dragons now. <laughs> Sir, I will make fun of anything I want to. You know I can't do that, especially when it comes to you. Uh, no, just uh, apologize for any Chris Pine. Uh, what, you're not feeling Ray J. Jean? He's in this too. Oh, no. No. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Alex has to say. Well, tune in yeah. next week to see what comes out of Alex's mouth. <laughs> uh, either way, I do apologize. All right. but I wonder uh, if he sings. Oh, I love it, a Chris Pine song. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.